like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Any regular listener of this program knows the delight I take in the magic of music, its ability to speak volumes beyond the words of what is at the center of it all. And you know of the delight I take at the spiritual hues and colors all across the spectrum that get shown through the music of my guests. I'm sure you know that I especially love highlighting the less viewed frequencies, but that in no way denies the vibrancy and beauty of the more common religious palette of the United States. Today's Song of the Soul guest grew up Catholic and came back to that religious home after some wandering, and I trust you'll be as enchanted and inspired as I am by the rocking, deep, powerful music of Michael Smith performing as, and I love this name and allusion, Whisper Behind the Light. Michael Smith, Whisper Behind the Light, joins us from central Illinois. Michael, thank you so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Thank you for having me. I was so pleased. You know, I get a really large number of promotions of different musicians that come to me via email, and I saw yours, and the thing that grabbed me was your project name, Whisper Behind the Light. That in part grabbed me because light is my favorite metaphor for God, for the divine. It's my one strongest vision I've ever had face-to-face with God was in the form of light. So that's how light grabbed me, and so you picked a good name there i'm telling you (laughs) thank you and i'm wondering where it came from for you because whisper behind the light is not one of the standard biblical phrases i recognize i'll be honest with you when i picked the name i almost had kind of a convex approach to it when i first started the project i wasn't writing music i wouldn't really classify it as christian i've been writing songs for a really long time and i always took the attitude of like well i'm a christian or i have faith and I'm going to write from that perspective. But I'm, I never set out to exclusively write Christian music until recently. That just really kind of has become a burning desire and for me. Where the name came from is, is just basically how I see my creativity and how it works. There's just all different kinds of music and ideas, and I write poetry, and I've written articles, and I've done all different kinds of things, and it's just like this blinding light, and sometimes it's really hard to tell which way to go, and so as an artist, I always look for that whisper that says, come this way, try this, especially now as of late with the last few songs that I've written and the ones that have shown up on uh, 430 to 440, 
I decided to really dig deep for different reasons and let God in and, and kind of sit down with Jesus and be like, okay, what do you think of this? Where do you see this song going? Because initially in, in the writing of the songs, it was just me sitting in the studio in a lot of times after prayer and boom, there it goes. So that's kind of where the full whisper behind the light idea comes from. And is light a metaphor that you like to use? I mean, you know, first chapter of John, right? Light shines on the darkness, right? I know it, it's there, but I think it's a relatively infrequent metaphor that people use for expressing the divine. Well, you know, for me, one of the things that kind of rocked my world was considering the whole idea of how we act and how sin plays a role in our life. I had a, a really important person in my life he made the comment, he was like, if you're about ready to do something and you're looking around, it's a pretty good sign you shouldn't be doing what you're getting ready to do. You know, kind of also, too, with the whole light thing, it's a matter of good things, godly things are going to be done in the light. God's going to shine his light and he's going to do it. Sin wants to run away from that. One of the things that I read recently doing study was Saul, reading about how Saul was on his mission. And he was blinded by the light. And, you know, Jesus is like, why are you persecuting me? And how he just completely transformed his life and became a massive evangelizer in, in the early days after the crucifixion. It was just, you know, I'm no Saul. <laughs> I'll make that clear right now. But <laughs> those are some of the things about light and how God works in my life. And I've seen it work in other people's lives. They kind of work together. I also sense, Michael, that you have a real love affair going with your instruments. I can feel the way. I mean, did I name it? I mean, I have a sense of you with guitar, bass, or whatever else you're playing. I have you just your soul lifting up. <laughs> yeah. I will be honest with you. My passion for instruments was at a point where it's gone too far. You know, my wife had gotten me these racks where I could hang my guitars up on the wall. And I had them in storage, and I was getting them out. And it overwhelmed me because it was almost kind of like Christmas in a way, because I would open a case and be like, oh, I completely forgot about this guitar, you know, and, <laughs> and I began to realize how much I had turned my guitars into an idol during a period of my life. Now, I pretty much have one or two that I go to because they can pull out of a range of sounds. I do love playing music. For the longest time, I wanted the record deal because I just thought it would be the greatest thing ever. Now, you know, you see so many stars that fall in such sad ways. I just want to use my talents in ways that God would approve of. And I'm constantly praying, you know, God, I'm, I'm yours. Take what you want to take. Give what you want to give. If the music goes somewhere, great. And if it doesn't, that's fine, too. I'm at the point in my life where I wouldn't care if I was a janitor at a church. If I got to make my living working for God, I'd be happy. I mean, I have a good job, and I take care of my family well. You know, if something goes with the music, fine. I just want to serve the Lord any way that he needs me to and calls me to. And I just try to pray and, and be open to that, you know, because far too much of my life when I would pray, it was just all me yakking. I didn't do any listening, so I didn't give very far. Well, I think that's maybe one of the reasons that your name of your project, Whisper Behind the Light, called to me. If I had just seen Michael Smith, I might have ignored that because, as you mentioned, that's such a common name. But Whisper Behind the Light really piqued my interest, and we've been piquing people's interest, so maybe we should start out with some music to give them a taste of what kind of sounds you're making, the words, the lyrics, the music, all of it. What do you want to start out with? I guess set me free. It was one of the latter songs I wrote for the record. 
it's a fictional tale that was based on fact. You know, my wife and I have been together now for about 10 years. And when we first started dating, you know, Sunday morning, the last thing on our mind was, hey, let's, let's get to church. I just kind of had a little mini epiphany one day. I, I just looked at her and I said, you should start going to church. And going back that first time, you know, would, would they talk about us behind our back? Would they give us bad looks? And, you know, and then we got in there and it's just, it's really exploded our relationship. And it, it's just been so awesome what God has done for us and how he brought us together. I'm just so thankful. And that's kind of what the song represents is that first going to church for being absent for such a long time. Well, good. Let's listen to it. The song is Set Me Free. My guest is Michael Smith. The project is Whisper Behind the Light, and it's on their new EP called 430 to 440. Here goes, Set Me Free. Here I walk this lonely road Looking for hope to shed this pain All the anger And desperation Make me a prisoner Who's locked in chains But I try And I believe That there is something That will set me free so I know I wanted so much that I was clean. Set me free, set me free. I want love, I want to see. Set me free, set me free. This world's too cold And I want to breathe I heard them bells They were calling me I began to shake Would they let me in Through the door So anxiously I sat down And I could only there he was upon that cross, full of pain, yeah, just like me. So they spoke, and then they sang about his love, and it could set me free, set me free. Set me free I want to love I want to see Set me free Set me free This world's too cold And I want to breathe Deserve you 
song from Michael Smith's Song of the Soul is from the project called, and I guess we need to make this clear, Michael, Whisper Behind the Light, again, is the project. It's the maybe body of work that you're doing, and there's different people who are part of the band occasionally with you. This recording, I think, is just you, but Whisper Behind the Light, how big a constellation of people do you choose from for that? Whisper Behind the Light, I'll take anybody who will have me. The principal player besides myself on this record is a gentleman named Dave Lindsay. I used to work with Dave for years, and I knew he played guitar. And he gave me a demo at one point, and it was kind of like 80s, kind of like party rock or whatever. And then a couple years after I stopped working with him, he happened to have a show come up, and he invited us out, me and my wife. And we went to go see him play, and he had a really good band. Then uh, a little bit after that, he had a solo show where it was just him and his acoustic guitar. And we went down to see him play, and I was just absolutely amazed. And something inside of me said, you need to get him on the record. So I wasn't great friends with Dave, but, you know, like I said, we used to be coworkers. And so I shot him a message, be like, hey, I've got this song. I sent him the song. Would you like to come down and play lead guitar on it? Because I think you're awesome. He's like, yeah, sure. So he comes in, and... Instead of playing one on one song, he plays on four songs. The other three songs he'd never heard. And he just, okay, yeah, let's go for it. And uh, we just he just went with it, and he's just such an amazing guy. I had a little minor help with some lyrics. I think I had some help with the percussion work. But Dave was probably the most substantial player. And he really changed the record. And I really feel like if it hadn't been for Dave, there's a good chance that this record wouldn't have even gotten done. He was a really awesome guy to have. But, yeah. I'm always looking for people to jam with and play with. So, you know, even if there's somebody out there listening and they're interested, I have no problem working over the Internet. It's a fun thing to do with what you can do with technology today. 
why don't you tell folks where you're located so they can track you down? I didn't actually see that on your website. Probably because it's a place nobody's ever heard of. I live in a place called Saybrook, Illinois. It's a little village of 700 people in, in the middle of Illinois. And it, it keeps me kind of far removed. And when I first moved there, I kind of missed, you know, living in a bigger town and being around like an active music scene. But I'm a family man and I've got kids and it's just a really awesome, quiet, safe place to live. I love it there. Was it a hard choice for you to make? I mean, did you just move there because you wanted to get away from people or did your wife drag you out there or did the kids say, there's a school out there that's really awesome? (laughs) No, um, my wife dragged me out there. You know, the first time I met my wife, I was her boss. And then I didn't see her for a while. I'd moved on. And then the second time I saw my wife, she was my boss. (laughs) And then, but we were friends and things evolved and we got serious and she had a house in Saybrook. It was a nice quiet town. She wanted to, her dream is actually to live in the country in the middle of nowhere. And that's the closest thing she could find. You know, we've got a nice backyard, a nice big garden, and we just spend time with the kids. And for me, it's a really great place to live. I realize it now as I'm maturing because there's just so many things to get distracted by. I mean, you don't even have to live in a bigger town or city to be distracted anymore. And I don't know if you've ever seen uh, that movie uh, came out a ways ago called Up. And, you know, and there's the dogs that run around and they're like, squirrel. And that's what can be so distracting in life. And I'm so easily distracted, things will catch my eye like squirrel, you know, and then I have to remember what I'm trying to accomplish as I'm walking across the house, you know. It's much akin to how I approach study. In my faith life, I was going along, and and I got back into the faith, and I was going to church every Sunday, and I was, you know, praying before meals, and I I felt like I was really in the best place I'd been in a very long time, which I was. But after a couple of years, things just felt like, okay, what's going on here? I just almost got too comfortable in my faith, and I was getting kind of lax. And I felt like God was calling me, like, you got to go deeper. There's, there, I've got a lot more to share with you. So I started digging into study. But one thing led to another, and I ended up getting to help on a retreat weekend. What you'd do is you'd sit down, and we'd listen to a speaker or something at this retreat, and then the group of guys that you were sitting at the table with, you'd kind of go off to a corner and be like, okay, well, what did you get out of it? What do you, and then you would share with everybody else, you know, what you got out of it. You know, we were kind of wanting to mix it up. And they're like, you know, we should write a song. You write songs, right? And I was like, yeah, I can write you a song in five minutes. Nothing, no problem. <laughs> and so that's where the song Study came out of. I got my guitar and I kind of took the ideas that they had, they kind of wrote down little one-lines, that's what I got out of it, and I went off in the corner and kind of parlayed their one-line statements, put the lyrics together, threw the music on top, and bada-bing, you know, uh, had one of my first real true Christian songs that I'd ever written. It was, it was a really cool experience. And the song is Study. It's by Michael Smith, part of Whisper Behind the Light. Here it is, Study. I don't know nothing about my place in this world I just want to find my way home I'll try to open my mind up to you As I open up my Bible to you The world is so fast I can't quite find my way 
distractions are at every turn Sometimes it's work, sometimes TV But deep down, I always know it's me Please, please, Lord, help me see Help me as I now study Some direction today. I start with the prayer, and then I will read, and then I'll just pray a little more. I know I ain't much, but by my side I know that I should see Please, please Lord, help me see Help me as I now study Please, please Lord, help me see I need some direction to song is study. As you can tell as we talk to Michael, his voice isn't always two octaves lower. I mean, that one starts <laughs> off. <laughs> what, yeah. Did you have a voice transplant operation or something to get that lower? Is that, uh, can you talk that low right now? Probably not. If I really tried or if I was like trying to impersonate, you know, Johnny Cash or something, you know, I, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, I, I don't know. Um, something happens when I sing. You know, I started off playing music, and it was during the early to mid-90s, and I got sucked into that whole, you know, punk rock, alternative rock kind of stuff that was going on during that time. And then that segued is like, you know, that's when I started to walk away from my faith. And then I, I started playing, like, hard rock and heavy metal stuff. And something would happen, you know, where I would be at a show and I would be singing and I could just hit notes that I couldn't normally just speak in a regular conversational tone. I would like to pause at this moment and and just because of my own personal story, 
I would say that, you know, if there's anybody out there and they have a child who's interested in music, I know, like, it's really easy to say to your child, no, don't do that because you're worried about a lot of the lifestyle that happens around music and that kind of culture. I will say that a lot of it is true. I've witnessed a lot of sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and it's bad, bad stuff. But what happened to me was I told my parents, you know, like, I really want to play music. I felt this pull to play music. And because they said no, I ran off and I chased my dream, but I didn't have any guidance. I went down the wrong path, and it was like it just kept pulling me farther and farther away from my faith. Even after I stopped going to church, I pray on a regular basis, and I, for a couple of years I still read my Bible. I was just, like, looking back, I could see how I was just slowly ripped away from my faith. And I really am thankful that I got to come back. I mean, a song like The Burning, it's not an autobiographical tale, but that song, The Burning, talks about a man who's a slave to his vices. And it poses a question, you know, if you meet someone like that, you know, what do you do? In the story of the song, you know, in the lyrics about this guy and this girl, she loves him, but he's just totally messed up. I mean, do you stick with them? Do you try to save them? I think you should be there for them. I think that you should pray for them. But I think getting in a relationship with someone like that is a bad idea until they get their, their stuff figured out. Because, you know, I am so sorrowful. Because for so many years, I treated people like just things, you know. We're supposed to love people and use things, and too often we love things and use people. And so that song, The Burning, kind of explores that period of my life and how I'm grateful that I'm not in that. And it's kind of a cautionary tale to others who are maybe in a situation, maybe they are that guy, maybe they are that girl or whatever, you know. It's one of those songs that was hard to write, but at the same time, I'm thankful I got it out. I can rejoice that I'm not there anymore because Jesus got me out of that spot, and I'm so internally indebted to him. It's not even funny. And the song is The Burning. No 
You're listening to Song of the Soul, which is an Ordinary Spirit Radio production. That song was The Burning by Michael Smith, performing under the project name of Whisper Behind the Light. I have a link to their website, uh, wixsite.com. If you know about that, you can look for Whisper Behind the Light. You know, you do a Google Whisper Behind the Light. It's not that common of a phrase. You'll find them. But on Wixsite. You'll find their full site. There's a blog you can find that Michael puts out. And as he says, he shares nerdy God thoughts, which I think is a great <laughs> phrase. <Yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> Love that, Michael. And again, you're listening to Song of the Soul, a Northern Spirit Radio production on the web. We're at northernspiritradio.org. We'll have the link to Michael and all the other folks we've interviewed for the past 11 and a half years. And more information about them, song lists, all of that you'll find on the site. There's also a place to post comments. And we do love two-way communications. It's not just us talking. We want to listen. So please post your comments and let us know what you're thinking. There's also a place to donate. This is full-time work. And it only survives by your donations because we don't take money from either corporations or government. It's because you, the listener, want to support it. And even more importantly, though, I'd say support your local media, your local community radio stations. The local voice is so absolutely important, the voice of your community, both in terms of music and of thought, of action. It's so important that your local community radio is supported. Again, Michael Smith is here, and he's the founder. He's the force behind Whisper Behind the Light. We just listened to The Burning, and there were actually a couple thoughts. One of the things that attracted me to your music, Michael, is, you know, religiously, I'm a Quaker, and our form of worship is to sit in an hour of silence, out of which thoughts, words, music might even come. All of that can come out of there, but it's so important to us to tune back and simplify our lives and listen, to get all that extraneous stuff out of it. And my deepest experience, which I referenced way back at the beginning, was a face-to-face with God where I realized that I had been putting my relationship with the woman who is now my wife in the place where only God belongs. And that, it seems paradoxical, once I wasn't putting that relationship in that spot, then it was good for us to get married. And I think that's something you understand because you talk about it in a couple of those songs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I completely agree. I love silence. If you had said to me 20 years ago, spend an hour in silence, I would have laughed. But I'm a father of five, soon to be six, and I have a beautiful wife, so I don't have the chance to run off very often. But I usually try at least once a week to run off and try to spend half an hour to an hour in my church. No one's there. And I just sit there in that quiet that you're speaking of in such beautiful things have come out of those experiences. And I agree with the whole thing about putting God first. You know, that shocks a lot of people. Everybody thinks, you know, if you're a family man, it should be your kids and your wife and your job and, you know, whatever you got left over maybe after hobby time and this and that, then you get to church on Sunday for an hour and, and try to pay attention. For me, I totally agree. I have another good friend of mine who's named Mark, and he, he said this phrase that I've been repeating lately to people, first, last, and always pray. I just love that. I get up in the morning, usually around 4, 4.30. I go into my studio, and I spend the first 15 minutes to a half an hour, depending on whatever's weighing on my heart, I spend it in prayer. And I don't time it. I don't have an alarm set. I know I've got a couple hours before I have to go to work. So I just sit there and I pray until I get it all out. And then I take time and I study and I start looking at scripture and whatnot. You know, I, I know it may sound odd to some people, but yes, put God first and all your other relationships will blossom amazingly. It's just so true. And this is what I've learned over the last couple of years is everybody's got four parts to their person. They've got, you know, their physical, their intellectual, their emotional, and their spiritual side. And you can survive 
for a while if you ignore one of those four parts. But you will never truly thrive unless you are healthy in all those four areas. That's kind of where the song Why Now comes in because that song describes a man, and it's, it's semi-autobiographical about how he's lost his balance and his health in the various areas. And it just seems like to him, because he hasn't been paying attention, he just wakes up one day. And it just seems like his whole world's falling apart over, like, one thing. And he's like, why now? What what they do? What's going on? And to his chagrin, the whole thing's been falling apart the whole time. So now as I move forward, I realize that, you know, if I'm going to be the best husband, if I'm going to be the best father that I can be, if I'm going to be the best songwriter I can be, I've got to first be in tune with my creator and my savior. And if I don't do that, then I'm just going to be lost. So Why Now was a, was a fun song to play around with, with that whole idea of those four parts and how easy it is to get sucked in and, and just wake up and be like, what is going on? Why Now?
Sure, folks, you can feel the anguish, the direction, the the raw soul crying out, why now, in that song by Michael Smith. His work is gathered under the name Whisper Behind the Light. Whisper Behind the Light is what you want to search for on Google. Come by a northernspiritradio.org and look for his Song of the Soul interview that you're listening to right now. So, again, why now is the song... There's a couple of your songs I've noticed, Michael, where you've got some imagery, and this song you said was semi-autobiographical. You talk about the rage and swinging fists and bloody bloody knuckles from hitting the wall and anger you talk about in another song. Has that been part of it? Is that part of your wanton youth? some of those excesses with five kids it doesn't seem like you've had enough time for youth because you're quite a bit younger than i am uh yeah it is i kind of touched on it before but basically what happened to me is i fell into one of the classic traps of things that lead can lead a person away from their faith i grew up my mom she took me to church nearly every day you know my dad was a hard-working man i mean every minute that God gave him, he worked, because that's how he showed his love. He went to work, you know, so he didn't get to go to church with us a whole lot. But my mom, she, she made sure she got me to church, you know. When my parents, my grandparents uh, lived nearby. we go to church with them. I had a great youth growing up in the church. But then, some, you know, I got into those teenage years, and I just started realizing, was like, oh, well, these people are hypocrites and, and fakes, whatever. You don't go to church. I fell into that lie, and so I allowed it to sway me away from my faith. You know, you don't go to church because of the people that you're there with. You should go to church to meet your Lord and Savior and to learn more about Him because He's got so much amazing stuff. You know, Jesus is like the best life coach you could ever have. He'll show you how you can become the best you can be. But I got sucked into that whole, like, hypocrite thing, and it started first, well, I'm not going to go to church, you know. I, I, I'm in college. I'm out on my own, you know, but I'll still pray. I was, I was a pretty avid prayer, and I was went through a phase for a couple of years. first couple of years, I would, I would read my Bible or whatever, and I would pick it up from time to time. And then it was just like I didn't have the church, though. And that was my downfall because the cool thing about church for me is it's a place to go and recharge my batteries, to learn, but to also to have support. And when you're out there on your own, I've talked to other people who like, oh, I don't need to go to church. You know, I, I can get together with my friends and whatever. That's a nice idea, but unfortunately, it's very extremely rare that it works. 
so yeah, I had those nights where I was swinging fists in the air because I put myself in bad situations and had bad outcomes, and I was just infuriated because I couldn't understand why my life felt so empty and horrible. And it was because I was denying my maker. I had turned away from the guy who had saved my life. And now, you know, one of the things I've learned is, is even in my worst days, I still have bad days. You know, just because you're Christian doesn't mean you're perfect. It doesn't mean you're never going to sin or make mistakes. It doesn't mean you're never going to have bad days. In fact, the opposite. You read the gospel. Jesus is very blatant. He's like, people are going to persecute you because of me. But even on my worst days, I still have my center, which is joyful and peaceful and serene, as long as I hang with the big man upstairs, as long as I'm consulting Jesus on a regular basis. You know, you can spill your guts into anything. And you can maybe have fun for a little while. You know, you can totally throw yourself in a career. Or you could meet that fabulous person that you think is just the reason you were born. And you can spill your heart completely into them. Or you can completely spill your life into, like, idolizing your car or your guitars or whatever else. (laughs) Your guitars. I noticed that one was autobiographical. (laughs) (laughs) You could, yeah, you could spill your heart in a whole lot of things, but you're still going to be thirsty because you were made with, and I believe this, I've heard this a million times from a million great speakers. You know, you've got a God-sized hole in your heart, and he's made perfect for your heart to fill you and complete you. And then that's kind of where, you know, the whole Spill in My Heart song comes from. Is about this guy who's chasing the girls, and he's chasing the money, and he's chasing the car, and he thinks he's got it made, and he's coming home in his convertible, and he pulls in the driveway, and he sees his girl with another guy, and he mad so he throws it into reverse and he gets in a car accident and it just seems like his whole world's falling apart and sometimes people are going through that but those people should also know that there is a savior waiting to save your life waiting to put your life back together in the most perfect way so that you will feel complete with him and so writing that song spilling my heart was kind of some fun imagery to play around with, you know, with like, well, you know, this is what you could do. <laughs> Not a real great idea, but, you know. So. <laughs> I'm glad you're advocating for a better choice. Oh, yes. So let's listen to another song by Michael Smith, and then we'll have a few final words. Right now, we're going to listen to Spilling My Heart. Lost in
song that speaks my truth. Spilling My Heart is the name of the song. And as you said, Michael, leading up to that, we can invest ourselves in all kinds of things, but 
we're going to be out of kilter if we haven't got it the right thing in the right place in our center. Amen. I'm I'm very used to as a Quaker using very different words than a lot of people, and because we're silent so much, you don't have to worry about that so much. You know, you don't have to get the words right if you've got the experience right, and that was my experience. You were naming in that song. So thank you so much for that. We've been speaking with Michael Smith, and Michael does his work under the project Whisper Behind the Light, and that's what you want to search for, because I think if you search for Michael Smith, you'll probably go through (laughs) 2,486,943 other Michael Smiths before you get to him. Whisper Behind the Light. There's a link on northernspiritradio.org, so you can get there. Michael's down in the middle of Illinois, right between Champaign-Urbana and Bloomington Normal, Illinois. If you just go right in between those two, you'll find him out in the boondocks at a place with just under 700 population. You just should be so lucky as to get together and jam some music with him and (laughs) make some good stuff to change the world in a little bit better way. I think that's what happens when you approach it with the right motivation. So, Michael, again, I'm just so glad I ran into Whisper Behind the Light. I'm so glad that I've run into you. And, you know, you're my southern neighbor from Wisconsin. I really appreciate that if it gets too cold up here, I know someone I can go visit. So thanks so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. And again, the link is on nordenspiritradio.org. Look for Michael Smith. Also, Whisper Behind the Light. And we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please... Join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy, let in the light, it will heal you. And you can feel you and sing out a song.